Jesus House in pursuit of God, discovering purpose, maximizing potential, impacting lives. This message is being brought to you from Jesus House London. God bless you. Amen. There are some things that you can only get because you take them by force. It's just the way life works. There are certain things that will remain out of your reach if they are not taken by force. We also have to always remember that we are primarily spirit beings. Yes, we have a physical body and we have a soul. But you and I are primarily spirit beings. And the first place of reference for you and I is in the spirit realm. The world increasingly wants us to forget that truth and so that we engage with the material world to the exclusion of the spirit realm. But you and I must understand that our first point of engagement is in the spirit realm and that we are primarily spirit beings. As Miles Moro would put it, we are spirits with a soul in a bodysuit. And we must also understand that everything in the natural realm, in the material, physical realm, has its origins in the spirit realm. The spirit realm comes first before the material and the physical realm. It was God who is a spirit. It was the spirit that was brooding over that confusion that the earth was. And it was God speaking with the word there. The trinity, all spirits that gave birth to the physical realm. It always starts first in the spirit realm. The, the origin is in the spirit realm. Matthew, the 11th chapter, verse 12. And from the days of John the Baptist, the New King James Version, until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. Uh, from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. The Amplified Classic would put it this way. And from the days of John the Baptist until the present time, the kingdom of heaven has endured violent assault and violent men seize it by force as a precious prize a share in the heavenly kingdom is sought 
with the most ardent zeal and intense exertion. So it tells us that the way of the kingdom is that there is a violent attack against it. It suffers violence. It is assaulted violently. Making the connection is quite simple. The kingdom is not some amorphous entity. The kingdom is made up of the citizens of the kingdom. Under, of course, the kingship of the king. And so there's a violent assault against the kingdom. But the Bible tells us that the violent men and women of the kingdom against this violent assault take the things of the kingdom as a precious prize and take it violently. And because we're talking about the kingdom, we know that the weapons of our warfare in the kingdom are not carnal, but they are spiritual, they are mighty, they are divine. So we understand that when it is talking about violence, it's not talking about a physical, natural violence, but it is talking about violence. We understand that a lot of that violence is in the place of prayer. Whilst that is not exclusively where it is, you know, we violently resist the pull to, to sin. We violently stand on what is the truth. But a lot of this violence is exercised in the place of prayer. There's a dimension of prayer that has to be violent. And when you think about the word violence, you think about intensity, severity. You, you think about ferocity. Maybe storminess. So there's a certain level of prayer to possess the promise of the kingdom. The precious prize of the promises that God has made for his children. There's a certain level of prayer that must be intense, severe, ferocious. And a lot of times we try, we try to crank that up. But can I say to you that that level of intensity and that level of ferocity can only be instigated by the Spirit of God. There's a dimension of prayer where the Spirit uses a righteous indignation to take a person to that level of, of, of violence. It's the result of a violent assault or a person who has suffered violence who reaches a point where they are tired of the violent assault and their only response must be more violence than is targeted at them. A righteous indignation 
is when a person gets to a place that they observe the injustice and they say to themselves, enough is enough. Because the Bible says the thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. John the 10th chapter and the 10th verse. Thank God for the end of that. Because if he hadn't come, then the battle is lost. But because he has come to give life and more abundantly, then we can arise and violently take the precious things of this kingdom back. So the thief comes. That's his ministry. To steal, to kill, and to destroy. To destroy, I'm sure you understand that violence is involved. To kill, we understand violence is involved. To steal. <laughs> this thief is no petty burglar. This is an armed robber. His weapons with which he's armed are the lies, the deceit, the manipulation, the fear, the sickness, the darkness that he arms himself and his cohorts with. And that he assaults the children of God, assaults families, assaults communities, and assaults nations. A violent attack or an assault must attract a more violent response. This kind of praying is often not pretty. It's not cute. It's not civil. You know, and I thank God for many things in the civilization of the United Kingdom. Very civil society. But that civility cannot take over your prayers. Because there are some prayers that are not civil. They are not cute. They are violent. I remember a story as I was preparing this and I talked to Shola about, about this story. Many years ago, 30-something years ago, as a young girl, um, she moved back to England. She was British. And um, spent some time with some relations, but wanted to step out on her own. And she got a, a, a room um, in a ladies' hostel, a community for young ladies, somewhere in Camden Town. And she was serving in the church, she was in the choir. Um, she'd taken the step of faith to step out of her career as a dentist and work in the church office. And um, after a few years, she, she felt her time in that community was over. And like any young lady, she wanted to move on and buy her, her own house. But as she tried to, it was obvious there was some sort of resistance. She just couldn't. Couldn't get a mortgage, couldn't, you know, nothing came together. And initially, she, she just filled more forms and, you know, asked more questions, got more information and tried to do it right. But she says one night, she was praying in her room within the four walls. And 
A righteous indignation just came upon her. If you don't fight your way out of this thing, you are in these four walls, in this one room, for a long time. And she said the righteous indignation that seized her, it was like she was possessed. She started shouting, forgetting about neighbors. She went into a frenetic prayer fit. She said at one stage she was laying hands on the wall and commanding the wall, you release me, you release me. See, when you're doing violent praying, you can look like a mad person. When you're sharing the testimony, they will know you're not mad. She laid hands on the wall, shouted, laid hands on the door. I'm released, she declared. By the time she finished perspiring, within a few weeks, months, she was out of there in her new house. There are some things you just, you just, you just have to fight. <laughs> you have to fight. I'll tell you another story. I'm not even sure I've told my daughter this story. About a year after she was born, um, we lived then in a small flat in Finchley. She developed this terrible skin condition. You know, skin conditions, children develop them. You know, it's okay. Doctors said their own and gave prescriptions. She was on all kinds of creams and stuff. But the thing got worse. And one night, she would scratch herself. And this night particularly, she scratched herself so much, she started bleeding. So I, I, I woke up. She, she couldn't sleep. And I went to her and saw this blood. Something happened to me. Maybe it's the agul, the tiger in me. I don't know. I saw this blood. saw this young child in this kind of pain and discomfort. A righteous indignation rose in me. And I remember I started to go out and if he said to me, where are you going? I, I, I said, I just need to sort out. I need to sort out a few things. 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 So I locked myself in the room. <laughs> I prayed. I prayed. When I came out from the praying, if he said to me, did you hear all that shouting? I said, no, my, you mean my praying? She said, no, this was a female voice that was shrieking. She said, she actually wanted to come and ask me. She could hear me praying. And she wanted to ask me, should we call the police? Is someone being attacked? Because there was a long shriek. One week later, her daughter's skin was back to normal. You have to fight for some things. All this time, I'd been going to, I'd been going to, all this time I'd been going to, going to doctors, and doctors are good. Doctors gave us prescriptions, they gave us creams, they gave us, uh, doc, what's that thing they give for those things? 
steroids. They gave us all those things. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying everything is like this. I'm saying that one. When I saw what I saw, the, the, the violent animal in me came out. Our weapon of choice. The Bible tells us in Ephesians 6 verse 17 is the sword of the spirit which is the word of God. As the message would put it, God's word is our indispensable weapon. In a war, you don't wield a sword how you do on a parade. Strap it to yourself so you look nice. That's like carrying a big Bible so that you look the part. In a war, you don't strap a sword to yourself. In a war, you don't pat the enemy with a sword. In a war, you don't anoint the enemy's soldiers, shoulders like he's being knighted with a sword. In a war, you wield that sword violently. Your aim is to decapitate the enemy. Somebody must die. It cannot be me. You must go. I don't know if spirits die. But when you're warring like that, you don't care. Something has to change. How do I know when something is set for this kind of violent praying? <laughs> of course, the Holy Spirit is always the determinant. He's the one who can really stir that thing up in you. This was nothing natural for me that night. I've been, I've, been, I've been taking her to the hospital, collecting the steroids, giving her. I understand all the medical things, and a lot of them work that way. But obviously, the Spirit was saying to me, this one, the origin is not the one medicine can deal with. You better decapitate that spirit in the spirit realm. And shall I, I, I'm, I'm, uh, when I tell this story, you know, we know that it, that shriek we heard was a spirit that we had dealt with spiritually. Should I shock you a bit? I actually saw the spirit running. And the spirit was someone that I recognized. The form. I thought that's very interesting. But we prayed. That same person that I recognized as the spirit. That same person tried to bring me down. Many years later. So of course, put two and two together. You know that that person is sent on an assignment. To you. Am I making sense to someone? The spirit realm first. Don't be the kind of Christian that thinks that it's all happening here. No, no, no. Mr. Job, what happened to your children's house? I hear it collapsed. And they were all in there and they all died. Have you, have you got in touch with the engineer? Have you found out who the builder is? Are you suing them? There must have been some sort of fault in the, in the structure or substructure of the house. If Mr. Job is wasting his time running around here, 
and does not know that in the spirit realm, a conversation took place that precipitated what happened naturally, he will be a foolish man. The wind that came, Mr. Job, where did the wind come from? He's, he's looking to the weather forecast. What a foolish man. The wind was orchestrated spiritually. Nothing is happening in your life that does not have spiritual origins. Please don't cut off the branches, uproot it from the roots. So how do we know? Of course, the Holy Spirit is the ultimate determinant. But then, side by side with the Spirit is the Word of God. What does the Word of God say about those circumstances? It's a no-brainer. Some of these things don't line up with the Word. We are prayer that we were taught to pray. In Matthew the 6th chapter and the 10th verse, by our Lord himself, was your kingdom come, your will be done on earth. So we are saying, does this line up with the kingdom? Does, is this God's will? And it is not that some suffering, some hardship is not God's will. I always say to people that in this university of life, I do not want the enemy to choose the causes I go through. All my electives are chosen by heaven. To help work out their plans and purposes for me. If they choose an elective that involves a challenge, a difficulty, some suffering, so be it. The grace, as he told Paul, is available for it. But let some Satan not sit somewhere and start to choose the causes that I will go through in life. That cannot happen. So I'm saying to someone, this season of the turnaround, will you not apprehend what is yours? Philippians, the third chapter, the 12th verse. Paul says, not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after, if that I may apprehend that for which I am also apprehended of Christ. When Christ apprehended you, he apprehended you for a purpose. You were not saved to sit on the shelf. You were saved to fulfill destiny, to fulfill a purpose you were saved so that your course could be corrected, so that you could go on and become who God has destined you to become. Are you going to sit there and allow the enemy to chat the cause, or are you going to apprehend that for which Christ apprehended you? Somebody needs to arise and say, enough is enough. I must break this fallow ground. I am tired of this situation. It doesn't add up. It doesn't look like the kingdom. It cannot be God's will. I am tired of it. I must break out. I must break through, I must break forth, I must align with God's plan. Not yesterday, uh, not, not tomorrow, not yesterday, but today I must find myself in the center of God's will. This ground has been lying fallow for too long, too long. The plan for terror, Abraham's father was to go to Canaan. The Bible records what I consider one of the saddest scriptures. Terah got to Haran and settled there. And guess what? He died in Haran. Was it God's plan for him to die in Haran? No. The word of God says God called him to go to Canaan. 
But whatever happened at Haran held him till he died. May none of us die in Haran. May every one of us enter Canaan. And Canaan is symbolic of the promised land. The, the promised land is material. But our promised land are the promises that God has made to us. Will somebody not apprehend that for which God apprehended you? Will someone not say no? Take this most seriously. Matthew 18, verse 18, the message. A yes on earth is a yes in heaven. A no on earth is a no in heaven. What you say to one another is eternal. <laughs> will you not say, will you just not say no? And you know, there's no, there's no. There's no, 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 no. And there's times for that. No, 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 no. You know, sometimes you say no, 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 and people listen. Isn't that the case? Sometimes you say no, people listen. But there are some stubborn people until you say no. Will someone not rise up and say no? Ah, no to messing up my child like this. No, no. Not on my watch, not in my time. No. That's why I'm the mother, that's why I'm the father. No. No, no, it isn't God's plan. Nobody should come and tell me there's an interpretation that makes this God's plan. This, this cannot be God's plan. No. Will you not say no to your marriage being wrecked by the enemy? Your husband is, is, is dancing kokoma with, with every girl in the world and you, you're, it's okay for you? Will you not get violent? Don't you know that it is possible to invoke inanimate objects and give them life? Why does God call heaven and earth to witness? Will you not rise up and fight for what you have been promised? When they were talking about good marriages, did they exclude you? When you get violent, you will, you will speak to the bed sheet he lies on. If he dares to lie on that bed, that bedsheet will be speaking to him. If a donkey can talk, bedsheets can talk. When the prophet, when the prophet refused to hear God, the, the, the hot prophet in the land, God used a donkey to tell him how foolish he was. Will you not rise up and be violent? You're giving him food. Food. You better talk to the food so that as he's eating the food, the food will be talking to him. Somebody will say, this man has come with all these things. Go and check the Bible. Except you're not violent. Hey, honey, I don't like it when you go to Philomena. Ah. If you know what is inside Philomena, the man cannot help himself. God will help me when I finally meet Philomena in this my life. <laughs> She's going to say, Pastor, what have I done to you? What have I done to you? Won't you fight for what, 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 what has been said to be yours? You're not, asking for what, you're not asking for what is not yours. God said to the children of Israel, the promised land is yours. It's a land flowing with milk and honey. It's a good place. And then they fought, fought, fought violently. 
Wouldn't we all rise up collectively and say no to this depravity in society? We can push whatever is going to happen forward by saying not in my time and not on my watch. And the, the next generation can decide what they want to do. But as long as we're here, we say no. No. Enough of this nonsense. No. No. And then when we say no, we must also say yes. I say yes to God's plan in your life. I say yes to you prospering. I say yes to good health. I say no to fear. I say yes to faith. One translation says what you forbid on earth. Forbidden in heaven. I forbid this depression. I forbid you in this family. Maybe when I go at a ripe old age, then JJ and Noni and Soji can do whatever they like. If they like to forbid, then they could follow me. But while I'm here, I, I told those spirits, this is a true story. Shall I tell you this? I say, in this house, no matter what we go through, no spirit of sadness, sorrow, or depression is allowed here. And we've been through stuff. But they will tell you that we went through the stuff and you guys all saw it. And despite the stuff we were going through, I said, none of you is allowed in here. The joy of the Lord is our strength. And it does not mean that there's no challenge. But in the midst of the challenge, the joy of the Lord is our... This house, this area, if I catch any of you near this area, if I catch you near this area, and you know one of those, one of those nights, I woke up, and there was a lot of spiritual activity around the house. We're in the midst of a fight then, a fight. We're fighting for something in our family. And there was a lot of spiritual activity around the house. And I was thinking, my God, what's happening with spiritual activity? I described it to someone. I said, outside our house was like King's Cross at Russia. That's how I felt spiritually. I was sensing that. And I woke up. Wanted to pray. The Lord said, don't, no, no, don't waste your time. Pray the one you've been praying. I just opened your eyes so that you know what is happening. But they cannot come in. I didn't pray one prayer. I didn't. This is a true story. It was in the midst of a hot battle. God said, concentrate on that one. Leave this one. It's just, this, you see, I just wanted you to know what is happening. They can't come in. Will somebody not say this one will not stand? Why are you taking some of these things? God says, you say to someone, please arise and be violent. Why are you taking some of these things? What has happened to you? You've become so civil, so sophisticated, so collected. Even your prayers are sophisticated. And there's nothing wrong with that. There are all kinds of prayers. But there's a time when somebody says, no, 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 no. This one cannot stand. And if God can say that himself, I, Isaiah the seventh chapter. 
I love the preceding two chapters to verse 7. Syria, Ephraim, the son of Ramalia, have plotted evil against you. They have said, let's go up against Judah and make trouble for it. Let us make a gap in its wall for ourselves. Let us set a king over them, the son of Tabel. Is that not what the enemy does? Let's make trouble for her. Let's scatter her marriage. Let's sow confusion into the family. A family that wasn't quarreling before. Then all of a sudden, they're quarreling with each other. Can it be God? Isn't that a no-brainer? The child was going on a straight path. Now all of a sudden, he's, go, he's very enough course. And thank God, they told you it's the friends. Thank God, they told you it's the, it's the age. Thank God, they told you it's social media. Is, is, it, is social media, is every child going like that? Why is it my own child that must go like that? And is that what the Bible says about my child? So do your own. But allow me to do my own violently in the place of prayer. I didn't give birth to this child to go down that route. No, no, no. I gave birth to this child to fulfill God's destiny. I gave birth to this child to do what you, what you destined this child should do, God. It cannot happen on my watch. It will not happen on my watch. And isn't that what the enemy does? Tries to put a king over us. Himself. That's what they did for Judah. But the Bible says, Thus says the Lord God, It shall not stand, nor shall it come to pass. Somebody should be rising up in their home and saying, It cannot stand, and it shall not come to pass. I declare, it shall not stand, and it shall not come to pass. The true story I'm going to tell you. We're fighting for one of my son's lives. And I flew out to Nigeria. I went to see a friend then who was a governor of a state, but one of the most prayerful people I've come across. Prayerful. <laughs> when I go to him, I'm challenged in my prayer life. And I could tell you many stories of things that happened when I was with him in, in prayer and in the spiritual realm. Many, 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 many. I've, I might tell a few of them. But as I got there and I felt led to share with him what we were going through. As soon as I finished, I mean, I, I know he prays every day from 11 till 1 a.m., every day for eight years. I, knew, I know he did that. Never missed it once. So it was getting towards 11, and I knew he was going to say, ah, Pastor, you know, I have to go. And so so I, I shared with him quickly. He just looked at me, and he said to me, Pastor, it shall not stand. It shall not come to pass. And he got up. He said, I have to go to the prayer meeting. You know, that thing was like God took it and branded my heart. As I stood up to go to my own room, I knew that this battle is over. It shall not stand. It shall not come to pass. But of course, we had to violently enforce the word of God. We, we, we fight with a sword. Are you going to be taking all these things lying down? You can't do a vigil. You're hoping that Pastor Mark will pray for you. Pastor Mark has many things to pray for. He will mention you in prayer. Arise yourself. 
this cannot stand. It's not God's plan for my life. Somebody say it cannot stand. Say it cannot come to pass. It's time to destroy certain things. You can't play with a poisonous snake. You've got to cut the head of the snake off. Ah, when we come out, we wear nice suits and, and nice jogging bottoms and nice tops with all kinds of designer labels. We look normal. But when we enter there, we are not normal. No, 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 no. We are not normal. We don't even want to be normal. Because the people are not, they are not joking. So somebody should be saying, I, I, I have to destroy this thing. I have to destroy this thing. Deuteronomy 7 verse 5. But thus you shall deal with them. Destroy their altars. Break down their sacred pillars. Cut down their wooden images. Burn their carved images with fire. Now of course, that was Physical. But we understand the spiritual import. Thus you shall deal with them. Deal with them. And all this thing about meeting, conspiracy. They're conspiring against my church, against my family. Of course they are. Why will they not conspire? They will conspire. That's their job, to conspire. But your job is to scatter the conspiracy. Your job is to stand on Psalms like Psalms 144 verses 5 and 6. Bow down your heavens, O Lord, and come down. Touch the mountains, they shall smoke. Flash forth lightning. Scatter them. Shoot out your arrows and destroy them. And then when we come out, we can... Be civilized. Are you going to be there and loved ones will go to, go, go to an eternity without God? What, what's happening to us? Except we don't believe this Bible. Loved ones will go to an eternity without God. No. In my own house, my own family, it is impossible for that to happen. A loved one go to an eternity without God, not possible. My father tried us. He tried us. And it's not a prayer you pray one day. It's a prayer you're praying constantly. Do you know how long we prayed for my father to come to know Christ? The more we prayed, the worse he became. But I just, I just couldn't. I wasn't going to live with that. An eternity in a place that was not designed for you? No. Nobody in my family is going to hell. It cannot happen. Nobody. Why can I say it with such authority? Because that's what God wants. So I just have to line up with him. Some were easy. As the, as the first person to become saved in my house. First person to become saved in my house. 
As soon as I became saved, I went for Chizo. But then the thing with Chizo was that she was a good person. Always has been a good person. So initially she thought that, Agu, you need this thing. The way your life has been. If they, you and your brother, if they, don't, if they didn't catch you, you people are finished. You need it. Which is what my father said as well. But one day God spoke to Chizo herself using the scripture about filthy rags. That all your goodness is like a used tampon. And as for my brother Ikechi, the more we prayed for him, Ifi and I, the more we prayed for him, the worse he became. We'll do all night vigil for him to be saved. He will spend all night in a nightclub. But then today, everybody, all saved. The next generation, all saved. Not just us, the next generation, all, all saved. But it's, it's, it's fight. You know, you know what it is to pray for someone all night? This is a true story. And then we woke up, get ready to go to church. And he just drove in from the nightclub. The enemy was mocking me that pray your prayer, we have caught him. They say they are blinded by the God of this age. They are blinded. Take off the blindfold. That's what the Bible says. Why, why can't they see this thing you see? 2 Corinthians 4 verse 4. Because the God of this age has blinded their eyes. And some of you have been saying to the God of this age, take this blindfold off now. Please, take it off. They haven't listened. Say, take it off. They haven't listened. You tried to put your hand, take it off. They slapped your hand away. At that point, you better get violent. You know how you avoid people? Because you say this one. The head is, is, is just leave them. Or, has anybody ever heard that? That's how it is when you can pray this kind of prayers. They wake up in hell. They say, just leave her. Don't trouble her. She will trouble us. Father, we thank you. Blessed be the Lord, my rock, who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle. Rise to your feet. We don't have much time. But let's start to pray. If you pray in tongues, begin to pray in tongues. It might be a few minutes, but let's take advantage of the few minutes. Go on, lift your voice. Lift your voice, please. Lift your voice. If you pray in tongues, pray in tongues. If not, pray in your understanding. Malus Lift your voice. Lift your voice. You might start to deal with certain things. There might be something that you're saying, my God, how did I allow this? How did I allow this? How did I allow this? God, God has given you a word and you just put the word on the shelf. How did I allow this? How did I let this happen? This might be a wake-up call for someone. Someone is waking up and saying, no, 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 no. This is not God's plan. This is not God's purpose. It doesn't line up with the kingdom. It doesn't line up with his will. Go on, lift your voice. Lift your voice. Maybe you're prepping yourself to get ready. You're going home to wage war. You're going home to fight. You're going home 
to determine that this is this cannot happen it is not god's plan let no one bring any interpretation that tells you that god allowed it does it line up with the word if it doesn't line up with the word then it is not the word it is not god's plan I said, this kind of praying is not necessarily pretty. Oh God of mercy. The Bible says in Psalms 46 verse 1 that you arise and your enemies are scattered. Father, these are not just my enemies. These are not just people who want to pervert your plans and purposes in my life it is to stop me from playing the part i should play in your kingdom i declare father that today oh god father that veil is taken off my face oh god malus tolumandarianda bogorobojaka karianda bogorobojokura yekeke jinanande librozeki lebostu la yegedesti labranda kiadoste lebrukataste mandorobostu labruza kade lelebasto lebriseketiando lift your voice lift your voice zarasto align with what god has said align with what god has purposed alimando robostu la ye ah can somebody say it will not stand it cannot come to pass and it will not stand can someone declare that there is a no in my family i say no no more to this lalis tolianda brokolaye gadadusta labrose kendekia numasanda i say no 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 more malando sigadoste borubankarianda brekelebostalianda lift your voice lift your voice zaroste aribadekile montaraba someone take a stand for your family and the librosada zeste take a stand for your family enough is enough you're not the only ones why will they pick on you like that no no more that cycle has to be broken. Lift your voice. No! Will someone apprehend your destiny? God has a plan for you. That's not the plan. Why will you stay there? That's not the plan. Lift your voice and apprehend that for which Christ apprehended you. Apprehend it for your child. Apprehend it for your children. Apprehend it for your parents, your loved ones. It's your destiny. And the enemy does not determine your destiny. Hey! Lift your voice. Hey! <laughs> The lions are rising. The lions are rising. Molosto, Lobrunda Kaye, Mankuraye, Gedestulaye, Apitaye, Apitaye, Mokuraboste, Nagunda Kaye, Bezekudaye, Labrede, Relelelelelelebosto. They want to stop you from entering the promised land. They sent the Amalekites, the Hevites, the Hittites, the Jebusites. We have an organized hierarchy of wickedness that is arrayed against us. Paul says there are principalities, powers, rulers of darkness and spiritual wickedness. No, you will become who God has destined you to become. You will enter where God has said you should enter. Overturn all their wisdom tables. Can someone say no more in this family? No more, no more. Lift your voice and declare it. No more, Make Bozuta ye. Hey, Berege, 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 Berege,
Rabadege dege dege lebo. Ragadege lebo soke ya nabrokosto. Aneki ya kiyanku rabose keki ya mushanka keri bazita. Hey! Bokura ye keke. Mandelelele bo shulaye, shulaye. Somebody should draw a line and say, thus far you have come and no further. Hey! Barondo lobondo 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 Kariba shaka. Arede, arede. Ampuraye kaduba seki yegi keki ke. Usaneki yaka. Bosto loboshoko. Akai mankaka. After 30 days, and you expect me to be in the same place? No! Makayembro sinanda. Apprehend it. Apprehend it. To apprehend involves violence. To apprehend involves taking it. Melelelelelelele. Beterebosudaye. Malikadosto lobrusata. No member of my family is going to hell. That is not God's plan. Hey! Ejika. No, 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 no. Moribasata. Berebeke. Buzagadoste. Lamunda kuriata. Azokodo. Azokodo. Bagadade, 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 bagadade. Hey! Mankuraye. Bukashanda kazikadoste. Oh, arise. Arise, Jesus' house. Arise. We reverse it. Go on, somebody reverse it. Reverse it. They said it cannot be reversed. We say it is reversed. Hey! Boruba Shanga Dosto. Bagostu Bagegegegege. Shinanande. Makuraye. It might not be pretty, but it works. It might not be cute, but it works. With violence, take it by force. Go on, go on, two more minutes, please. Violently possess it. Don't let the enemy violently take it. Let them know that daughter, the daughter of Zion has a reason. Violently take it for your child. It's your child's destiny. Possess it violently. Hey! Katusaye. No, absolutely not. Not on my watch. Not in my time. It cannot happen. Go on. Go on. One more minute. Lift your voice. I know we can't finish it today. But start the journey violently. You want to touch my husband? Then you have to go through me. And behind me is the everlasting father. Hey! Moruba Jaka. Alede, alede, alede. That child has to come back to serve the Lord because you are a covenant woman. You're a covenant man. The covenant in your family speaks over that child's life. Wherever that side child is, I join you. I call his name and tell him, come back, come back, come back. Enough of that nonsense. Enough of that rubbish. Come back. Hey, enough, enough, enough. I'm tired. I can take it no more. I arise in the spirit. I can take it no more. No more. No more. No more. No more. No more being cute. No more being pretty. You want to destroy my family? I will destroy you first. You want to destroy my church? You haven't seen anything yet. A whole new band of intercessors arising in Jesus' house that will possess the gates of their enemy. We possess the gates. We don't sit for waiting for you. We come against you. We declare the Lord Himself rebukes you. Hey! Bokuraye keke. Janeste. Ba 
Go on in the bays wherever you are at the harbor online. We bless you, O oh God. We join our faith to bless you. Father, thank you for stirring up something in our spirits. Father, we receive by your spirit a righteous indignation against every form of injustice. We receive a righteous indignation by your spirit. Father, we repent of the times that we have been asleep and have allowed the enemy to go where he shouldn't have gone. We declare, Father, that this church is awake. This church has arisen, Heavenly Father. Father, we thank you and we bless you. We give you all the praise and all the glory. Wherever you are, at the hub, in Greenwich, at the base, online, go and give God a clap offering because he has woken you up. He has woken you up. He has woken you up. We bless you, O God. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord. Aceti la monte. Oh, we bless you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Lord, you may be seated in God's wonderful presence. Hallelujah. If there's anyone who doesn't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, he's the one who gives us the grace to do some of the things that we're doing. He's really the author and finisher of that book. Wherever you are, you don't have a relationship with him. Will you let him into your heart? Open up your heart and receive him wherever you are. And if you're that person who wants to receive him, you're here in the base or you're in the hub, if you would slip your hands up, if you're online, the hosts will be, will be liaising with you now. You want to give your life to Jesus, you know, slip your hands up. You want to receive him. Let's see the hand, don't worry. That's part of the fight. That's where the fight starts. You want to declare, I'm for Jesus. <laughs> I don't care what anybody says. Go on, slip the hand up if you're here or at the hub. Slip the hand up. Father, we thank you. Lord, we bless you. We give you praise and glory. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Father, thank you, O God, for what you're doing. Thank you for a stirring in our hearts, O God. A righteous indignation where we say no, no more. We cannot accept that. It doesn't line up. We refuse to accept it. Give you all the praise and glory. In Jesus' name. Amen.